Hello and welcome back to How About That Crypto. You're watching your daily crypto news and updates with your host, Bitcoin Stylist on Twitter and Bitcoin Hairstylist on Instagram. I am here Monday through Friday and I explain crypto and Web3 while keeping you up to date with all the latest. Today's news stories are crypto has nothing to do with the US dollar losing its power and reserve status, but it is also a ways off from happening. Are Bitcoin sanctions coming? The DOJ is cracking down and 41% of American women investors own crypto. All this and more. And if you like the content or if you don't like the content, please let me know by leaving a comment below. Please like and subscribe and it helps support the channel and it doesn't cost you anything. And just to be clear and litigious, this is not financial advice. This is for entertainment purposes only. You can use the links below to do your own research. Okay, now let's dive in. So I have uh, something I want to pull up. And if you're listening on podcasts, then you should you can just listen because I'm going to play a video. Uh, if you want to see what the links are and you want to see what the pages are, you can just click on the link below. OK. I got all this talk about crypto threatening the dollars reserve status kind of lacks a little bit of perspective. And I think that it's important to play this little clip right here for you. So just check this out. The US has enjoyed the status of sore. One second, I'm experiencing a little thing. I gotta do this for so you can all hear it well. Sorry about that. Okay, ready? Sorry, everybody. This is, all right. Reserve currency globally for decades, and it's an, it's an incredible benefit. Uh, we also have the biggest uh, military in, in the world, which is kind of goes hand in glove with being a, a reserve currency, I think. But in the aftermath of the lockdowns and the pandemic that continues to wear on, it, the strongest economy in the world by far has been the Chinese economy. And the U.S. economy has bounced back with a lot of consumption. A lot of that consumption is going to China. It's one of the reasons China has such a strong economy. So what, what we're seeing is the United States is starting to fall behind in economic growth. That's not a new thing that's been going on for a generation, the U.S. falling behind. But the Chinese economy is growing so rapidly that the estimates as to when the Chinese economy will be the largest in the world keep getting pulled forward, um, you know, 20 years ago, it was thought to be 2050, the Chinese would be bigger than the U.S., and then it was 2040. And now it's the estimates are maybe it's in the 2020s, uh, maybe even 2028, the Chinese economy gets bigger. And China's made no uh, secret of the fact that they want to be a global player and have at least a seat at the table of global reserve currency status. And they're spending like crazy on military and have also made no secret of the fact that they want their military to be dominant, maybe the, the biggest in the world. Also, they have huge savings in China. They have a culture of savings. They sort of the gold medalists of saving uh, historically. And so we put all those things together uh, with the U.S. growing debt like crazy. We're, we're, uh, we have debt to GDP that is fueling the majority of our so-called economic growth. So is, is it really economic growth when you uh, borrow money or print money 
send checks to people who turn around and buy goods on Amazon in addition to maybe paying down debt and speculating. And these goods come in from China. So we're running our economy in a way that is almost like we're not interested in maintaining global reserve currency status or the largest military or global, uh, let's call it a superiority or, or control. And so as long as we continue to run these policies and we're running them more and more aggressively, we're not pulling back on them in any way. We are looking at a roadmap that is clearly headed towards the US dollar losing its sole reserve currency status. And I feel that as long as we run these policies, it's almost certain that that's going to happen. And because of that, uh, the dollar should be going down. The value of the dollar is so high because we enjoy global reserve currency status. And we. Okay, so uh, he brings up a, a bunch of really good points and uh, about our culture and about our, about our monetary and fiscal policies. Uh, this show is not about analyzing the US monetary and fiscal policies. However, there is a lot of talk about crypto being the demise of our current, our uh, the U.S. dollar reserve status, and it, and I just think that it's so important to point out that this is a long time coming. China is on the uprise. Russia is actually in a pretty decent position, you know, not now because of these sanctions, but. You know, so anyway, so this doesn't mean that crypto may be where people go and but it does. But it's also not the cause. And also crypto is not capable of being a reserve currency. Everyone still wants treasuries. They provide yield. They have incredible liquidity. Liquidity means sorry. Yield means interest. You can get interest or return on just from holding them. Liquidity. Liquidity means that it's able, easy to trade, find a buyer or a seller on the other side of your desire to buy or sell. And there's transparency. The U.S. has, for the most part, has been relatively transparent on their on their books and their economy. And it has security because the U.S. government and the U.S. economy all is all run by laws and courts, etc. The war seems to be strengthening the dollar. And what, but what other currency would people want right now in a conflict? It makes sense that the dollar is getting stronger, but it also reveals more risk to people like China and other non-NATO countries because now they see the risk with holding dollars and relying on the dollar system in the event that they do something that the US or the West doesn't want them to. I'm not saying that we shouldn't be doing this because doing what we're doing to Russia um, from Ukraine. I'm just saying if I was China, I'd be like, oh, hell no. Like if I'm going to have a conflict in Hong Kong or in Taiwan, well, I don't want to have to deal with what Russia's dealing with right now. So I would definitely be considering how can I get away from this, this power, like being underneath the thumb of the U.S. government. So that's just some thoughts. Um, is there a future in which the U.S. dollar doesn't reign supreme? What are your thoughts? You know, tell me what you think about this. And, uh, and I'll do a little bit more on this tomorrow. Um, okay, so are Bitcoin and digital currency sanctions coming? The CNBC reports, and I've got that up, to, I got that up for, here for you as well. Okay, so CNBC reports Bitcoin sanctions could be next, but most Russians won't care. 
And uh, it says Washington takes aim at Russia's access to digital cash as the U.S. and its allies levy heavy punitive measures against Moscow. The concern is that the Kremlin, as well as other ancillary actors supporting the offensive on Ukraine, will evade the sanctions regime via digital tokens, which are not owned or issued by a central bank authority. Sorry, central authority like a bank. Bitcoin, among other altcoins, is decentralized and borderless, which means that it, it doesn't respect national boundaries because there is no central authority to block transactions. Digital, digital currencies are also considered to be censorship resistant. As I mentioned in the past uh, episodes, Russia's economy is tanking. DC is making it, making sure to target cryptocurrencies, and the D DOJ announced a new task force. And you can check this out. The new task force, comprised of interagency law enforcement officers from the FBI, Marshal Services, IRS, Postal Inspection, Homeland Security Investigations, and the Secret Service. That's like. I don't even know half of these things. I mean, it's just like a bunch of different uh, crypto or sorry, it's a bunch of different government organizations and they will target the crimes of Russian officials, government aligned elites and those who aid or conceal their unlawful conduct. The task force will use various tools at its disposal, include cryptocurrency tracing to track down and prosecute those who violate the sanctions and seize assets. You will be caught if you help Russia in time or anybody else if they are sanctioned is basically what they're saying here okay so again the concern is that russia will use crypto to evade sanctions why is this not realistic well i've talked about this before but there's more and more and more an analysis and information coming out it's even hitting the mainstream news articles which is really good because really it's been the crypto industry that's been saying that this is not realistic but now we got people like cnbc cnn running these things so anyway let's dive in how can some leaders get how can so many people get this wrong uh well i think it's just lack of knowledge and just the assumption that by looking at the surface concepts of of bitcoin and crypto that oh no it's going to take the us dollars reserve status no it's our culture it's our are taken and are taking it for granted the fact that we have us dollar uh status and maybe that has more to do with it maybe the fact that there's a rising of powers of china and russia and other nations and they're transacting amongst each other outside of the dollar that probably has more to do with it however that doesn't mean that people might choose crypto uh instead of another currency so but here we go let's dive into why this this concept is really not that accurate uh first of all there is very thin liquidity and remember i said liquidity is the ability to buy and sell the ability to trade is and having other people willing to trade like it has to be a large market for there to be high liquidity if someone buys three and a half billion i talked about this uh in the this week uh if someone buys three and a half billion according to invest answers uh technical analysts then that should cause a four thousand dollar price increase at current levels of bitcoin so that would mean that if a nation or an industry wants to use crypto you would see massive price jumps and we are not seeing that yet now it's also traceable by design all transactions are public and check this out Yaya Fanuzi, I forgive me if I pronounce that wrong. Uh, Yaya Fanuzi, a fellow at the Center for America, New American Security, who assesses national security and money laundering risks related to digital assets, tells us thinking that crypto 
is a way for a nation to get around sanctions is akin to if someone were to block your paycheck for a month and then you had to rely on your piggy bank to make up for it. Doesn't sound realistic, does it? Besides, Russia knew this was coming. Ever since the Crimea conflict and a passenger plane was shot down over Ukraine, we there's been all these sanctions on, on Russia. Putin has been building buffers to insulate Russia from sanctions. Okay, and... So I got something else here. Typically, the way sanctions work is that a government generates a list of the individuals and companies that must be avoided. And th those doing business with these banned entities are subject to heavy fines and potentially worse. But sanctions are only as good as the Know Your Customer or KYC onboarding requirements, explains Sarah Beth Felix, an authority of an on anti-money laundering and sanctions compliance. Depending on how strict that is, then, the drive, then that drives the data, which drives whether or not the sanctions are actually effective, Felix says. This is agnostic when it comes to underlying flow of funds, whether it's crypto, fiat, wires, payable through, through accounts. It all lives or dies on the underlying data that's captured and verified on the ownership of the company, the individual, and all that kind of stuff. So, so basically, it's just like it's not really a crypto thing. Uh, it has nothing to do with the ability to enforce sanctions as much and, and it's not as much to do with U.S. dollar reserve status as it's being made out to be, which makes me to believe that if if these people are smart, smart enough to be in office, then maybe they have an underlying agenda. And that is really what you're going to be hearing in the crypto world. So just be aware that like they, these things, it could just be a lack of knowledge and not a hinted agenda. But just be aware that that type of stuff is going to be all over the airwaves. So check this out. Russia is healthy. And with 18% debt to GDP, running an account surplus, unlike us running a trillion dollar deficit, oil is booming, which is good for Russia. And we are not sanctioning their oil or their gas because we're worried that that would screw up the world. It's like, hey, you can't do that bad you. We're going to seize some of these assets, but we're still going to let you make money on your oil and gas, which is your main uh, export. Also, Based on some articles that I've been reading and discussions that I've been having, a 10 to 20 percent uh, reduction on the part of Russia would cause oil and gas to go up enough where they would profit, make more money by selling less. So think about that. All right. So I got some other other stuff for you. This is like all good. Um, so. Uh, part of Putin's strategy involved diversifying away from U.S. treasuries and the U.S. dollar, cultivating a new kind of debt structure largely based on euros and gold. Putin's war chest includes foreign reserves, which are kind of screwed up right now because of sanctions. Well, so check this out. Uh, the same person who was discussing the person anti-money long, Felix, last name Felix, I would assume billions and billions of dollars already moved through these front companies and shell comp corporations that we have around the world that are owned by Russian businesses and individuals, regardless of whether it involved crypto or normal bank to bank wires. At the end of all this, the glaring massive gap that we have is in transparency of who owns all these shell companies, not just in the US, but around the world. So I think that's really fascinating. The, the fact that like we really need more transparency in our current financial system and all the shell companies because that's how money's moved around. So bottom line is crypto market is too small 
for to be worried about these sanction stuff. Uh, the Bitcoin to ruble trades at a maximum of $250,000 limit per trade. And Bitcoin to US dollar maxes out at $2.6 million per trade. That's a 10X. They just cannot compete. There's not enough liquidity. There's not enough volume room for the country and entire country's economy. It, if this was happening, we would know all about it. Hashtag blockchain, hashtag public ledger, Hashtag transparency. That's what you get with the crypto world. More so, you would believe it or not, than our current financial system. Now, the reality is, at least for around the world, maybe not for U.S. citizens, European citizens, the country's got the, us on lock. But for outside of the nation, it is not as easy. Reality is tracing crypto transactions takes seconds to hours. Tracing transactions through shell corporations can take weeks to months. And if you want more safety and transparency, it might not be with our current system. So what are your thoughts on this? Am I just way off and trying to shill the cryptocurrency because I'm a crypto investor? And maybe, maybe that's like my filter. Maybe things come through, but I'm aware that I do this. So please like leave your comments. Uh, leave your thoughts. I'm really curious to hear what you think. And I'm going to move on to our last and very interesting uh, article. And so all this stuff was on the risk and like just just going after the people, the naysayers of crypto that won't, that say that crypto is bad for these reasons. I'm just like trying to make sure that my viewers and my listeners, they get to see another perspective of why the mainstream concepts and Elizabeth Warren's and Janet Yellen's are not could potentially be wrong. You know, I could be wrong and all this information could just be through that lens that that lens of of I want this to work so here's why I'm right. And uh so, you know, take it all with a grain of salt. But give me your thoughts. Leave a comment below or come on the show and let's talk about it. Now, last point, valuepenguin.com reports that 41% of let's see, I got this article. Also, I'd like to pull up uh, <clears throat> Okay, here we go. 41% of American women investors own cryptocurrency. Survey identifies crypto investing and other financial trends amongst women. So it says that global investing platform eToro recently conducted a survey of 1,000 American women who hold investments, including stocks, bonds, and cryptocurrency, to determine their views on crypto and other financial matters. According to the results, women may be especially confident in a crypto's ability to perform. <clears throat> a separate study from real estate investment platform Fundrise recently illuminated the alarming overconfidence of that many investors have when it comes to cryptocurrency stability. Well, that's a loaded statement. That's implying that they don't have stability. Well, historically, they don't. So that's an interesting idea. In that study, respondents rated crypto investing as, more, as the most stable financial strategy at 23%, over 401ks at 11, and real estate investment funds at 11 See, I don't necessarily agree with that. I don't. I do think a real estate investment fund seems a little more stable to me. Um, and 401k just is like it depends on what you're investing in your 401k. So I don't really like that question in, to to begin with. Uh, but I, you know, in my IRA, I hold a lot of real estate investment trusts. I don't really have as much exposure to crypto. That's in my normal portfolio, not in my IRA, Roth IRA to be specific. Because I don't want to pay taxes when I retire. Women investors in the U.S. may be more susceptible to the draw of this investment class. Here's what the survey responds: respondents told eToro. 41% say cryptocurrency is their top investment choice, second only to domestic equities at 
41% currently own cryptocurrency. 41% are looking to add to their crypto holdings. As a comparison, a recent study, a survey from Hubi, Hubi, I don't know how to pronounce that, forgive me, found that 28% of U.S. adults currently own cryptocurrency, while 25% plans to buy crypto in the future. And if you've been listening, I told you that a November poll said that only 16% of people held crypto, and that was up from 13% in January. So 13% in, or sorry, July. 13% in July owned crypto, 16% owned crypto in, in, in November, and now 28% of adults own crypto. All right. So check even and I'm going to just kind of one more one more thought here. It says this article, this was done in last year's big year in uh, its report for 2022. So this is a as of this year report that 28 percent of U.S. adults currently own crypto. That's a big jump right there. That is an upward traje- trajectory for adoption. So that's huge. And last but not least, 79 percent of women say they believe 79% of women who invest say they believe they'll ultimately achieve their retirement goals through their respective current investment approaches. So they're very confident. All right. So I think that this type of adoption, both from the fact that women women who invest uh, have a large, large percentage of their portfolio or 41% invest in crypto. Uh, I think that's bullish. I think it's even more bullish that 28% of Americans are investing in crypto, up from 16% in November and 13% in July of last year. This, to me, is super bullish. It shows adoption. What are your thoughts? Leave me a comment below. Sorry if I ran over a little bit extra today. And I just felt like there's like so much to talk about. And people are trying to say that crypto is relevant or has nothing to do with it. But like all the news that I see, not all of it, but a lot of the news that I see has to do with crypto. Tell me your thoughts. Leave a comment below. Like and subscribe. It helps support me. It doesn't cost you anything. Have a good day. Hoddle on.